everyone, and welcome to this special edition of the Modern Cotton Story, sponsored by E3 Sustainable Cotton from BASF. I'm Jennifer Crumpler, Fiber Development Manager and Manager of our E3 Sustainable Cotton Program from BASF and host of today's program. Today, I'm really excited um, because we've got a very special episode today. And I'm excited for our guests that we have on. And, um, you know, we've got one of our returning guests, Corey Mills. So if you guys remember from our first episode, Corey was on and really introduced the world and listened to our listeners to um, cotton breeding. And so Corey is our U.S. cotton breeding agronomist and with BASF. And Cody Mull um, is a new guest on today, but really excited to have Cody with us. And Cody is an agronomist with BASF. And so we'll be you know, having those guys on kind of introducing and talking to us about what's happening in the breeding world and in the agronomy world and BASF cottonseed right now. So um, because right now our cotton breeding team, we're all participating in what we call our variety advancement for um, our BASF cotton. And before we jump into that, you know, I think we'll kind of take a minute and introduce those guys. But I'm also really excited to be joined today by industry consultant Bob Andershack. So, Bob, how are things going in your world today? Oh, hi, Jennifer. Thanks for asking. I'm doing well. I hope you are. I am. I am. I um, I know all our listeners are probably used to me us talking about the weather and everything. And this week I am actually coming to you guys from down in sunny South Florida. And, um, you know, I always thought South Florida was supposed to be warm. And I, I tell you, I don't know what happened. We got down here this week and got up and it has been in the 40 degrees during the day and night. So I'm not sure if the weather followed me or what <laughs> happened or if you wished it upon me from your cold weather there in Nashville. Uh, I tell you, it's, it is uh, warmer now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Well, good, Bob. And so I'm so happy to introduce our guests today. So Corey and Cody, welcome. And how are you both doing today? Yeah, thanks, Jennifer. It's great to be back. It's a pleasure. Yeah, awesome. And Cody, great to have you on today. Oh, thanks, Jennifer. It's it's uh, really good to be here. I've uh, really enjoyed the Modern Story podcast so far, and it's an honor to be be invited to visit with you. Well, awesome, awesome. I think that's great whenever we can have um, a guest come on who's actually listened to it and then agreed to come on after he's listened to an episode. So that's always mean we've done something good. <laughs> so, um, haven't scared my voice. Yeah, we haven't yet. <laughs> so, um, before we get started, I thought we would just let you guys introduce yourself to our listeners and maybe give a little bit of your background and some current responsibilities at BASF. And so, um, Cody, let's start with you. All right. Well, yeah, I am the regional agronomist covering the southern high plains of Texas, southern New Mexico, and then far west Texas, or what's called the Trans-Pecos region. So basically, I cover Lubbock South on the high plains. I have about two and a half million acres of cotton in my territory. So a lot of, lot of area to cover, a lot of cotton to cover and look at. Um, I've worked for BASF and FiberMax Stoneville for 13 years in various roles. Uh, started out in our cotton breeding program where I was the testing manager for West Texas breeding team. Uh, then I went to work for our agronomic services team where I managed all of our cotton and soybean agronomic data for the United States. And then in May of 2020, I was given the opportunity to um, take my dream job as a regional agronomist working with cotton farmers, university cotton specialists, our internal teams, sales teams, breeding teams, um, all in order to bring, you know, the best cotton varieties that we can to the, the local farmer. And it's funny, Jennifer, because uh, I say it's my dream job, 
I, I grew up in Idaloo, Texas on a cotton farm and I, and I still live there today. And I, I have several APTs around my house, but one in particular is on a farm that my dad grew cotton on when I was growing up. And I spent a lot of time working on that farm. And I just love seeing how these farmers have adopted new technologies in the last 30 years where we farmed that farm with row water or furrow irrigation and conventional tillage. And now that farm is, has drip irrigation and um, cover crops and, and very, very progressive farmer. And so it's just fun to see the progression and how these guys are using their resources wisely. It's, it's I just having so much fun. And, you know, and, and Cody, it has been wonderful. So for me on a personal level, I've worked with Cody um, for the few past couple of years. Um, and especially in the last year, since I moved into my role, handling our sustainable cotton sustainability business for BASF. And I tell you, Cody's enthusiasm is contagious. So Cody, we're excited to have you there. I know your growers are very excited and all the other reps in the area. So thank you for, um, everything that you do and the excitement that you bring to the business and especially to BASF and, um, you know, Corey, thank you for being on our program again. I, like I mentioned, you were on our very first podcast episode. And so it's exciting to have a repeat guest back. And, um, but just for those who maybe haven't heard or some of our listeners, maybe, um, would you mind please refreshing or giving a little bit, um, about your background and responsibilities at BASF? Yeah. Thanks, Jennifer. Uh, my, uh, my role in BASF is U.S. cotton breeding agronomist lead. And, and what that what does that mean? Well, I, I manage the commercial breeding team uh, where we test varieties across the cotton belt. And that ranges from Texas all the way over into Georgia up into the Carolinas where we're testing all that new material, gathering data, the best data we can to, to help make decisions. Um, so that's really uh, what I do. It's really exciting to be part of a, of a great team. You know, I've worked in the in the cotton breeding team for six years. I really enjoy making that connection between um, breeding and, and farming. You know, Cody brought up, he, he was raised on a farm and, and I was too, a little different area or geography of the U.S., but, but I, uh, I love to make that connection with growers because to us, that is the most important. We've got to make those growers profitable and that's what brings me, uh, I guess, satisfaction in my job is I love it. And the fact that we're trying to come up with these uh, excellent products for the farmers. And so that's, uh, that's really, really what I do. And so to tie that all in, I, I love what I do. So thanks, Jennifer. Absolutely. And I think it's exciting. And I think hopefully our listeners can tell from, you know, Cody and Corey. And I know even with myself, as passionate as I am about what I get to do every day, um, you know, I think at the end of the day, it really is about that U.S. cotton farmer and really connecting and telling those stories. So thank you, guys. Um, but I think, you know, I really... I think to set the stage for our listeners, let's talk a little bit about variety advancement and what it means at BASF. Um, you know, a lot of times I'm kind of asked to connect the dots between, all right, how do we connect the breeding and the agronomist and the farming piece of it with apparel, fashion, textile? How does that all connect? Um, and to me, the best way I've been able to kind of describe, connect those dots and put it into perspective, I think that, you know, just like we have seen in the past, uh, you know, where we've seen different launches and lines of, hey, we've got our spring collection coming or our fall collection, summer collection, you know, in the past, a big piece was the various fashion shows that happened on a global level, um, you know, typically have happened. That's really similar to what we've got going on. And, you know, the same thing really happens in the cottonseed world. So we're every year our breeders and agronomists, we all get together and, 
just kind of, you know, on the apparel side where designers and sourcing teams come together, you know, we all get together on our side and we launch a new collection or new varieties of cotton for our cotton farmers um, and really, you know, tying that piece together. And today that's really what we want to go to and talk to our listeners about is what really is happening behind those closed doors and what our agronomists and breeders are all talking about. You know, Jennifer, I think that's a really interesting analogy. And again, for our listeners to be able to draw that connection between new cotton seed varieties and just like they would in how they would uh, see fashion shows and new collections that were put out is a really neat way of doing it. So uh, I've got a a question for both Corey and Cody on, on if you'd be able to talk a little bit about the uh, variety uh, advancement meetings this week and what actually happened. And, and I figured let's start with Corey uh, from your breeder's perspective. What did uh, this week entail? Yeah, sure, Bob. Uh, thanks for the question. Uh, you know, it's, it's a yearly meeting. So, uh, you know, it's in December, the holidays are around, but uh, we have the opportunity to, to meet together as, as a cotton team. And what that team uh, in, it entails uh, several of us, um, groups, teams getting together. We're able to communicate, talk. I mean, there's a lot of different things. I mean, to be quite honest, there are some late nights, <laughs> you know, last minute trying to, to crunch data, uh, do the analysis. Um, but these decisions are critical. And, and breeding's part in that is we, we're the beginning. We start the process. We start to create these varieties, test them. And then we get them uh, into the field and we have some data and that's what this uh, meeting's about, where we get together uh, with, with Cody and his team, you know, the agronomic services, there's uh, sales folks, there's the cotton leadership team, there's seed production. What we do is we get together and we discuss uh, to make, make the right decisions. And when we, what, what's so cool about it is, is everybody's got a little different uh, take uh, on what, you know, what their role is. So, to get through the week is, is sometimes challenging in a sense that uh, everyone has their opinion. Uh, they, they put it out there and we, uh, we discuss it, but then we get through it. I mean, it's good to get everything on the table. So we understand every perspective, every part of the business. And then the goal at the end of the meeting is to, is to advance varieties that will be successful uh, on a grower's field. So this week, that's what it, that, it, uh, that excuse me, that's what it entails of uh, getting together and spending that time together, to make those decisions. And it sounds like there's a lot of moving parts, right, Corey? A lot of different people, different backgrounds that have to get involved with this, I assume? Yeah, Bob, you're exactly right. Uh, and a lot, of, a lot of knowledgeable people that get together and understand the business. Um, obviously, this, this year has been a little different, you know, with COVID and everything going on. It's a virtual meeting and that we've had to work through, but we're still able to share that data virtually and uh, and make make good decisions yes there are a lot of a lot of different pieces not only with data but with people and coming up with the right decision for the business and for growers definitely um thanks so much Corey. uh cody from your perspective um i know you're you participated but in a different role and capacity in this year's meeting so i was wondering uh what was your uh, perspective on the meeting this week yeah sure bob um, you know, last year, like I mentioned earlier, I, I kind of had a, a, a airplane view of the whole picture of what's going on, managing all of the data and seeing all of the data from 
from a, a large perspective. And then this year as a, as a regional agronomist, I had a smaller territory. And, and so, you know, I'm, I'm more focused on my area and what, what I need uh, to, to be able to help the farmer get better in, in this smaller region. So that's, that's kind of how um, the difference for me was this year. But, you know, this, this meeting is really just a culmination of a year of hard work and dedication, like Corey said, from so many different teams and um, wish we could do it in person, but but due to COVID, we were not not able to. But and, and to reiterate a little bit of what Corey said, you know, this year uh, we had a lot of really good cotton variety candidates to choose from. And as as a whole business, we dug into that data from both breeding and agronomic services standpoint, and really found out what what each variety strengths and weaknesses were. And then from there, we we really discuss and dig into the details of where each variety will fit on the, on for each cotton farmer and, and how, what soil type or what, what climate or elevation or how, you know, where, where are these varieties going to fit the best? And I mean, that's why we're here is to provide cotton farmers the best cotton variety for his or her farm. And um, what, you know, that's, that's what we're here for. Yeah. And Cody and Corey, um, I know you talk about the different groups and the breeding and the data and then, Throw in on top of that, you've got us marketing and some salespeople in there, and we're trying to figure out, well, wait a second now. Um, hold on. How, how, what does that mean? What's that going to do? How's that going to do? And so I know there's always, as you said, a lot of different moving parts and a lot of different pieces. And I think I would be really, you know, interested to hear and for our audience to hear, um, you know, Corey, you said you've been working in, with our cotton business for about six years. And Cody, I know you've been working many years, too. But as you look at the meeting and the different aspects of it, um, you know, is there one thing you can share with our audience that was kind of an eye opener or something that you didn't really think about? That's been, you know, a unique aspect for you to look at as you go into these meetings and make these very, very critical decisions that really has kind of changed the way, you know, over the years, how you've had to look at the business. Um, so, you know, for example, one of the things that I know is, you know, Cody hit on it that, okay, hey, you know, looking at these smaller areas and this disease or that disease, but, you know, also bringing in marketing, bringing in sales, the business piece of it. Um, but just be really interested to hear, you know, are there one or two things over the years that have been kind of those aha moments to you that, oh, wait, I didn't even really, you know, think about, or it was kind of a, oh, wait, okay, yep, and now I realize that goes into the overall decision of what product we're going to launch now. And so I guess, uh, Cody, I'm going to put you on the spotlight and kind of start with you a little bit. <laughs> okay. Yeah, sure, Jennifer, that, that sounds good. You know, I think some eye-opening things, some things that I have learned over the last several years, and, and, it, and I learn more and more every year, but uh, as a business, uh, what's good for our business would be to have a cotton variety that would, that would be able to be planted on every acre from Texas to the Carolinas, right? And, and while we would love to have that, um, that's not always the case. And um, we have so many different regions and issues in each region. So, for example, we've got different diseases in West Texas, like verticillium wilt, or we have root knot nematodes. Um, but, you know, in my territory and two and a half million acres of cotton, not every acre has those issues and those problems. And so... When we say a variety has um, does not have verticillium wilt tolerance, that's okay because we can still sell farmers that that don't have verticillium wilt on their farm a great variety, um, and then we can offer them other offerings 
um, if they if they need that that disease tolerance or whatever. And so I think really you just have to keep a 100 percent open mind uh, as we go through these meetings. And and while a variety may not work in my area, I just have to understand that Mississippi is totally different than the southern high plains of Texas. And if that doesn't look good to me, that's their region and, and they need to advance what's best for them. So just keeping an open mind. And, you know, our, our whole business is a lot like a family as well. We've got lots of different opinions on cotton varieties, which ones we should be selling and which ones we shouldn't. And we can argue and we can debate and sometimes we get frustrated with each other. But at the end of the day, we've got a great track record of bringing the best varieties to the farmer. Yeah, and how about you, Corey? Um, because I know coming from the breeding side of it, you guys, I know, um, you spent many years, I think we talked about in the first episode, it takes about 13 years to bring a variety to commercial release. And so I know you guys and some of our breeders spend many years to bring these varieties into these meetings and many years. And it's, you know, we get there and, oh, wait, well, okay, we're not going to release that or nope, we don't think we're going to do that. Um, and I'm sure there are some other areas, but would love to hear from you some of those okay, yep, that's an eye-opening thing or something that, I, you know, maybe I didn't think about in the breeding side of it. Yeah, that's exactly right, Jennifer. So <laughs> it, uh, we, we get connected, all right? We, we have maybe a bias or we, we, uh, we love some of the backgrounds that are coming up and sometimes we're a little too attached, I guess, is, is part of it. Because you're right, it, it, uh, 13 years is a commitment. And we've been able uh, recently to, to pull that back to 10 years, which is a huge accomplishment for our, for our team. But, yeah, through those 10 years, you, you start to really like some of those backgrounds. You, you get the, the traits in them that you need, like Cody had mentioned. And then you get to the advancement meeting. And on the breeding side, you know, we're scientists. We love data, and, and data drives the decisions. And the data is collected across the belt. Uh, we, we put it up there, and we could say as a breeding team, hey, we love this variety. It's uh, – it's got great performance and performance is yield and, and fiber quality and the native, some native traits that you, that are needed. And, and then the, some of the business folks will come back and say, well, but that's not really a, a, a fit for, for a certain area or uh, you know, they bring in a whole different perspective. So something that's, that I've learned uh, is that connection between the business and the, and breeding is we've got to come up with a great product, but we also have to be profitable it's a business right and uh, profitable means you've got to get uh, a variety that the customer wants and that's uh that's that's the the hard part or the the challenging part in breeding is is when we when we come to the table in, in this week we have to find something that's better or differentiates itself than what's already out there and so that's a challenge sometimes in in, in meeting together and so that that connection between the business and the breeding where you have an excellent product, all the data showing it, and then still connecting that, that uh, profitability is, is, uh, is very important. And the other, the other side of this is, Cody talked about it, it is really hard uh, to find a variety that will go across the belt, you know, find that silver bullet. It usually doesn't happen. And so that's why it's, uh, it's important to have everybody in the room representing the different areas across the, the region and across the cotton belt to weigh in on their there are certain geographies to find the right product for that right area. So, yeah, there are a lot of different challenges. It's, it's a long week. You know, uh, at the end of the week, you're like, wow, yeah, that's over. You know, good. Uh, but a lot of good discussion and, uh, and actually a lot of good time spent together. 
Yeah, I think it's funny. Last year was my first year participating in the um, meeting, and it uh, was really interesting to me last year and this year because um, if any of our listeners, if you don't know an agronomist or a breeder or really just kind of anyone who's really driven by data and science, you know, most of the time, if you get a group of agronomists or breeders together, and especially in a group with salespeople, they're the guys that will kind of sit back. They're, you know, kind of quiet, let the salespeople talk, handle, go. You won't, you know, don't say too much. So it was great for me to see the passion that came from our agronomists <laughs> and breeders. And it's like, wait, what? I didn't even know that person really spoke much. Like, hold on now, I realize how much I really do talk as a salesperson and marketing person. So it's been great um, for me last year and this year to really see that passion and understand that that deep connection and, um, you know, how that is with it and, you know, really excited for, um, you know, what's to come and prospects and stuff from this year and from the meeting. You know, Jennifer, as a follow-up, I just would, I've got to ask Corey and Cody to put on their, you know, look at their crystal ball about next year's crop, next season's crop. What's your, what, what do you think of the prospects for next year's crop going to be? Sure, Bob. I'll, I'll go first. This, um, I, I'm I'm always uh, optimistic. Let's put it that way. Uh, with the farmers, the farmers are always at uh, mother's mother nature's. Uh, uh, I guess what what she does, they've got to deal with right in, in their life, and that's their livelihood. And so I'm always trying to be optimistic. For sure, in in the in the West Texas region, we definitely uh, need some some rain, and then other areas. Uh, but I'm optimistic on the years coming forward, and uh, I'm also optimistic about the, the varieties that are coming forward too. We have this new trait package, uh, that, that stack a lot of traits together that make, um, the decisions for farmers. They, they have some flexibility, uh, some options in how they control their, their pests in the field. So I think this upcoming season's really exciting. We're again, we're going to test our, our new, uh, trait package that we're working on that will launch in 2023. We'll have another, um, another lineup for this upcoming year that we'll look at. And we're really excited about, uh, about getting that material out in the field uh, to look at it. And, and uh, most importantly, all the research that we do, we go on farmers fields. So they actually help us to drive these decisions. And so they've got to be successful for, for us to be successful. So I'm, I'm optimistic that it'll be a good year. Yeah, Bob. And Very cool. Yeah. And, and, from my perspective, Bob, uh, you know, what's what's coming up this this next season um, in my territory, especially West Texas, uh, we really are going to have to pay attention to this long term weather forecast. Corey kind of hit on it a little bit. If we don't get some rain in the next few months, we're going to really ha um, have to think hard about what varieties uh, are selected and chosen to plant. And and as an agronomist, that's a big part of my job is to help train these farmers and um, tell them about what we have to to meet the needs for this coming year. Um, a cotton farmer is going to choose a variety that's that's not going to waste any water. And they're, if they know that they're going to have to irrigate all year long to make a crop, they're going to use a variety that's going to utilize that water to its full potential. And so that that's something that we're going to be looking at this year and, and talking about a lot um, locally. And then as far as new cotton varieties, you know, from BASF, I can't get into specifics of exactly what we've decided upon yet, but we're going to have a press release in early 2021, first or second week of January, and all of the major agriculture uh, magazines and the, the different ways that we will get that out. 
so be on the lookout for that, but you can rest assured that these varieties that we've uh, advanced will fit a lot of different regions in the United States, and I have confidence that we've chosen the best varieties for the local grower. Yeah, and I think you hit on a key aspect because one of the things, especially with our E3 sustainable cotton program, we really do focus on, um, you know, the three pillars of sustainability where we look at being socially equitable, economically viable, which, as you said, you know, Corey, you talked about for the business piece and, you know, it is a business. Farming is a business. Our cotton is, you know, it's a business and we make decisions to be sustainable in the future. So, you know, that's a big portion of it. Um you know, being socially equitable. And for us, that involves every part, the people, every part of the value chain. So yes, our farmers, but then, you know, our breeders, our agronomists, our sales, you know, all of that together. So that's a big, you know, the people are very important. And then, you know, Cody, just like you said, um, you know, long-term forecasts and looking at for choosing varieties, whether it's in West Texas or whether it's in, you know, the Southeast, um, whether it's in, you know, Eastern North Carolina, um, you know, we had 12 different hurricanes that hit the U.S. this year. And when we look at our E3 data, um, you know, a lot of the data we captured, we had 52% of our growers who had no irrigation. Um, they relied on natural rainfall. And so there's always so many factors that go into farming. And I joke with some of my friends who are farmers, I'm like, hey, you never have to buy a lottery ticket because you, you know, you pay the, you play the lottery every day and gamble. And I really think that, you know, mm-hmm. that's what our guys do. Yeah. Um, but Cody and Corey, thank you guys so much for coming on today. And it's been so exciting and a pleasure to learn, um, from you guys both from the breeding perspective and agronomic perspective about this week's variety advancement meeting. Um, and also really to kind of make the connection of how that relates to the cotton business. And um, Bob, again, thanks for being on and joining and helping asking some of those probing questions. And um, yeah, and to our listeners that wraps up our time today. So I'd um, really, you know, hope you enjoyed our chat and love catching up with, Cody, Corey, and Bob on this week's episode. So, you know, thank you to our listeners for joining us. Hope you enjoyed the show. Should you have any questions about the E3 Sustainable Cotton Program, please email me at e3cotton at basf.com. Also, don't forget to check out our new social media accounts on Facebook and Instagram at E3 Sustainable Cotton. So see everyone next time. Thanks.